Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. All right, let's go to Acts. I know it happens to the best of us. I know, Mika. <laughs> she laughs. I know, Mika. She's all, I'm here at church now, and I'm just letting everybody know, okay? We have a lady that she doesn't come often because of her health, Sister Rose. And I'm not, I love Sister Rose, but y'all y'all know who I'm talking about? She was figuring out her phone for some years back, and it seemed like every service her phone would go off. And, you know, there <clears throat> folks that aren't real comfortable with it or it just strikes terror in their hearts when their phone goes off in church, they can't do anything about it, and they're handing it to people like, you do do something with it. I can't stop it. And it's going off, you know, and they don't know how to turn it off. So, but Veronica looks like you were, you were prepared. It's like, <clears throat> so we continue in Acts chapter 16 this week. Once again, Wednesday nights are verse by verse, chapter by chapter. Why? To get through different books of the Bible. All that you need is in scripture. Even the ancient rabbis said, everything that you need ever is in the Torah. That, that's what they called the books of law, okay? So scripture has all that you need in it. It really does. So we want to continue our story. Let me give you a little bit of <clears throat> a little bit of a backstory. Paul and Silas were traveling. They were doing missionary work. Remember, a, a young lady was walking behind them saying, these are servants of the Most High God. They will show you the way of salvation. Well, it turns out the girl was demon-possessed. She was helping her masters make a lot of money because she was doing fortune telling by a demon's power. Now, it's weird about demons is they can, some of the best lies are mixed with truth, right? So they, she was speaking the truth. But it grieved, scripture says it aggrieved, grieved the apostle Paul after a few days and he turned around and he cast that demon out of that young girl. Well, when he cast the demon out of her, guess what? She lost her superpower to do fortune telling. Her masters were angry because they made a lot of money on her. And they had Paul and Silas thrown into prison. That's where we begin our story tonight, okay? Remember midnight? Some say it's the darkest time of the night. Midnight, either symbolically or physically, midnight's dark. I've been outside. It's cold. Recently, I've been outside late at night, let one of our dogs out. It's cold. It can be cold. It's dark. Man, this was a tough time. Someone say this was a tough time. Yeah, they cast a demon out and had to go to prison. That's crazy. You'd think they would get rewarded, but no, because folks were losing money over it. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening. Let's hesitate on that verse for a little while. What can we learn from this? Well, if they're our example, the Apostle Paul, even at one point in the New Testament, not in this book, but another of his epistles, one of the letters he wrote to the churches, he said, you should imitate me as I imitate Christ. Another time he says, be imitators of Christ. So was, is this something Jesus would do? Pray and sing hymns even at the hardest of times? Oh, yes. Scripture says that he, he was praying in the hardest of times. So the apostle Paul with Jesus as an example, and this is a great example for us, he and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Someone say praying and singing. That's a good example for some tough times. How many of you have been through tough times and all you wanted to do was cry or say something crazy? Right? 
We've all been there. Or, man, say, talk about somebody. Or, man, you know, you say, man, I'm a believer, but I almost said a cuss word. Oh, my gosh, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You've been saved. You've come to know the Lord. You're, you're walking in truth. It's time to pray and sing during the toughest of times. Why? It brings God on the scene. You're going to see in this story what it does, what praise and worship does. Oh, man, you say, man, is that just for the worship team? Oh, no, no. Praise and worship is for everyone. Right now, Beatrice is teaching a class, and I don't think everybody in the class is, has, a, has a plan of being on the worship team necessarily, but they wanted to learn about worship, and that's so powerful. Say, so, oh, no, worship is only for the, those that go to worship in public. No, worship is part of your life. You have a lifestyle of worship that God has called you to. One scripture says, God lives or inhabits or dwells in the praises of his people. I'm telling you right now, some of the toughest times in my life where I was having temptation to do something I shouldn't have, or I was heartbroken, or I was disappointed, or betrayed, or just felt off. You ever just felt cruddy? Like, man, I don't know what's going on with me. I'm going through it. That's the best time to praise God. That is the best time to praise God. So around midnight, look at this story. This is powerful. You can see the symbolism in it, but it's a true story, and they were going through it and living it, but man, we can take so much from it. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Remember, they were chained up. They were chained up in the inner dungeon, previous verses tell us. They were way deep in the dungeon, and their feet were clamped in the stocks, so they couldn't get out. There were chains on them. They couldn't get out, and they began to praise God. Man, that was bold, wasn't it? My question for you tonight is, how real is your faith? A lot of people will tell you how great their faith is, but when the tough situation comes, say, man, well, I don't know why God has me here. I don't know why, you know, I don't know what's going on. I don't know, man, I, Lord, what are you doing? You know, and that's normal. You, you got to have conversations with God. Scripture talks about it. It's fine. But at some point, you just got to believe and trust God. I think it was a I think it was a country song that said if you're if you're going through hell or walking through hell keep on walking right you're going to walk through it eventually some of you have been in some stuff that I've never experienced and you you thought man this is going to take me out I'm done but here you are it's amazing how that is I, I've been there I said man it's all over no here you are here you are. You trusted God. He brought you through. He has a track record. Someone say, God has a track record. So Paul and Silas knew that, so they're praying and singing hymns to God. Look how important this is. I hope you get this from this verse. I hope you get this. And other pris prisoners were listening. People are noticing what you're doing. People are, you, you got a hard time with the boss. The boss is singling you out, giving you a hard time. Your coworkers are going, what are you going to do, Christian? What are you going to do, believer? Right? And you've seen attitudes. Maybe you've heard people say, where's your God now? Oh, he's still with me. Don't worry. Scripture says, though the righteous fall seven times, the Lord will help them to get back up on their feet. The Lord delivers them every time. Those who don't seek God, though a storm comes and blows through, and there's nothing left of them. I've seen that my whole life. People that looked like they were doing good, but man, God was the last thing on their mind. They were engaged in illegal activities. Something, boom, something happened, and they're gone. But not you. And people are watching your lives. Look, 
They were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening. Folks are listening to what you're saying. Folks are watching your attitude. Folks are watching your attitude and your response to trials. And they're listening. They're listening to what you're saying. It's so powerful when you don't feel it and, and you're in something and, and you're near someone who's not a believer or maybe another believer. You're, you can be an example too. And you go, nope, God's going to take care of us. My wife and I always comfort and encourage each other with that is God is always taking care of us. He is always taking care of us financially. He's taking care of us emotionally and spiritually. He's taking care of our relationship. God is always taking care of us. I want you to think about that for a minute. God does not just completely remove hard times from your life, does he? But he always takes care of you. What are hard times for? They're to improve you, really. They're to make you better. And the other prisoners were listening. And the other prisoners were watching. And the other folks were going, what are they going to do? I'm sure, you know how news travels fast in jail? Y'all know. You've heard stories. People that do something that the prisoners don't like and they get in jail. If they're not in protective custody, they get beat up or whatever. Prison justice, right? Because folks know, news travels. I guarantee you the other folks in the prison were like, they cast a demon out of someone, and they're in here, and they just got, they got whipped. Remember we talked about it last week? They got whipped with poles. Those poles, when they hit your skin, they split it. So once again, their backs are probably sticking to the walls with the blood. But they decided to pray and sing hymns. And the other prisoners were listening. Let's go on to the next verse. Um, God responds. Suddenly there was a massive earthquake. <laughs> wow. And the prison was shaken to its foundations. Scripture says in Hebrews that everything is going to be shaken. That's why God has given you a kingdom that is unshakable. Because everything will be shaken. Marriages, relationships, finances, um, your thought life. Everything has to be shaken at some point. The whole, whole earth will be shaken, even physically. The prison was shaken to its foundations, but here these guys are praising God. All the doors immediately flew open. Someone say, flew open. Wow. All the doors immediately flew open. I love this. And the chains of every prisoner fell off. I believe there's a hill song, song worship song. That says the chains are, as I stand and praise you, the chains fall off. Something powerful about worshiping God. What is so powerful about it? Let's talk about it just for a minute. When you worship God, you're saying, I believe. When you worship God, you're saying, I trust you, God. When you worship God, you say, I'm not going to be afraid no matter what. I feel fear, but I'm going to move through it. I'm, I'm going to move through it. When you worship God, you say, mm, your word is true. When you worship God, the toughest of times, you say, you're, you know what you're saying to God? You're giving him a big, I love you. There's been times, man, where we've gone through tough times, and I just, I feel so grateful to God for everything. I just look around it and start, remember the old saying? Count your many blessings one by one. I think that's a song. If you'll start writing down the things that God has done for you and the prayers he's answered, you'll be a lot more grateful through the trial. You will. I've been there. 
I've been in some tough seasons, and I started to just write down, Lord, you took care of this, you did this, you gave me this, these great relationships. Wow, I have health. Um, I used to have hair, but I'm good with being bald, whatever, you know. Thank you, Lord, I'm aerodynamic. Someone asked my, my brother right after I'd shaved my head, said, what do you think of your brother's new haircut? And my brother Jonathan goes, ah, he's really aerodynamic now. So these folks were praising God, an earthquake happened, and their chains fell off. And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think earthquakes usually shake chains off of legs. It, it, was, it, was, it wasn't magical, it was a miracle. Someone say it was a miracle. Uh -huh. That's a miracle. I want you to be honest with me tonight. If you're being really honest, has God done miracles in your life before? may have not been an earthquake, but how about you? You're a miracle. Some of us should have been dead, if not most of us. You've, you've walked away from car accidents. You've, man, some of you said, man, Pastor Matt, if you only knew I came out of an abusive relationship. Pastor Matt, I was in, I was in this situation, and here I am. God is with me. Wow. Begin to praise and worship God. Be grateful for where you are. He's going to take you to the next place. See, when the chains fall off, you go to the next level. When the chains fall off, then everybody's really watching you, aren't they? They were watching to see what you do. You're praising in the trial. They go, what's he going to say? What's she going to say? What are they going to do? Well, an earthquake happened, and the man, because these folks were praising God, chains fell off the other prisoners that weren't even seeking God. That's interesting. There is a blast radius to your praise and worship. Boom. In the spirit, I can just see it right now. Have you ever seen a, a concussive blast of a bomb in a movie? Boom. It goes out and there's a radius. It, it, it just wipes folks out. It wipes things out. It clears the ground. When you praise God, it affects everyone around you. Remember we mentioned this Sunday, you're not an island. You don't live and die unto yourself. Things that you do affect others. As a parent, the decisions you make affect your kids. As a child, the decisions you make affect mom and dad. As a child of God, the decisions you make affect other people in the body of Christ. So keep praising him. Someone say, keep praising. Keep praising. Uh -huh. The chains fell off the prisoners. Let's go on to the next verse. So the jailer, back in the day, here's the deal about jailers. Let me give you, let me give you a little bit of story here, backstory. Back in the day, and you'll notice this in Scripture, especially in the New Testament, jailers were charged with keeping... Their prisoners locked up, and if the prisoners were not kept safe and locked up, jailers were killed. Can you imagine someone showing up at your job? At, you work in the oil field or something, and they go, you had one job. You didn't do good today. Kill him. Can you imagine? We lost money on this deal. Take him out of here. Execute him. That's crazy. But jailers back in the day, and the justice system was different in the Roman Empire said, man, if you don't do a good job, you'll be killed. So the jail, remember that, the jailer's life is at stake. That's why he had these important prisoners locked up in the inner dungeon, chained. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. When you praise God, folks will see the miracle too, not just you. He woke up to see the prison doors wide open. Right away, this is, this is powerful. He assumed the prisoners had escaped, so he drew his sword to kill himself. 
Now here, here is where you know that God cares about everybody. We're talking about the value of one on Sundays. Here we know that God cares about everybody. Someone say God cares. Mm -hmm. This is the verse that people know, man. They've been doing it at football games forever. John 3.16. What is that? For God so loved the world. God so loved the world. Now remember, they're in the dark because the next verses are going to explain that they called for lights, okay? They're in the dark, but God must have revealed to Paul immediately by a word of knowledge. That's one of the gifts of the Spirit. By a word of knowledge, it's the, man, the, the jailer pulls out his sword to kill himself. He assumes everybody escaped because doors flew open and everything else. But Paul shouted to him, stop, don't kill yourself. We are all here. <laughs> the life of Paul, man, <laughs> golly. So they're in the dark, very dark. And the jailer called for lights and ran to the dungeon and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. When you praise God through the trial, it wakes people up to the truth. They didn't have to say, we've been praising God. Hey, do you want to accept Jesus? No, the jailer called for lights, ran to the dungeon, and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Praise God. Then he brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? He must have heard something already. God was working in his heart. He says, man, how do I get right with God like y'all? There's power. There's miracles. There's a blast radius around you that's amazing. They rep replied, look at this. Look how simple. Someone say simple. Simple. Look at this. It's not always easy for people. But it's simple. God never makes it complicated. We make it complicated. They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved along with everyone in your household. That's a prophetic word. They said, believe in the Lord, you'll be saved. Same for your household. What happened next? I think we, there it is. And I'm going to stop here for tonight. This is verse 32. And they shared the word of the Lord with him. With whom? The jailer. So just like this, God shows up on the scene. There's an earthquake. Doors are flying open. Chains are falling off prisoners. There's a big miracle happening. It's some crazy, life-changing, world-altering event. The guy was about to kill himself. God turned that around too because he spoke to Paul. Only Paul could have, Paul could have only known that by the Spirit of God in the dark. Don't kill yourself. We're all here. And they shared the word of the Lord with him and with all who lived in his household. Let's stay right there. Someone say the value of one. There was a household that that jailer represented. And some would say, man, do you think Paul and Silas were beaten just so God could get to that jailer? I don't know. And I'm going to be honest with you. I've never had that thought in my whole mind or my whole life ever. That is from the Lord. That is a crazy thought. Did God allow, remember, before Paul was a man of God, the Lord sent a man named Ananias in the city of Damascus. Paul had just met Jesus on the road to Damascus, and the Lord sent Ananias and said, you're going to go to him and pray for him. He know, he, you know, I've showed him in a vision. You're going to pray for him. And by the way, I'm going to show him what great things he must suffer for my name. Wow. Welcome to the king. Can you imagine? I would have really, some really weak altar calls in America if I go, hey, how many of you are ready to suffer for Jesus? Let's go ahead and accept Jesus, and man, you're going to come into some hard times.
No, like in America, they've done all kinds of stuff. Man, you're going to, you know, all this other stuff. Sure, you're going to be blessed, but you're going to go through it. Jesus said in this world, you will have trouble. So they shared the word of the Lord with him and with all who lived in his household. Man, God, it sounds like God moved heaven and earth to get to that jailer. I've never thought of that before. It looks like God moved heaven and earth. What did God do to get to you? Those of you on the live stream, what is God doing right now to get to you? Some of you are going to hear this on SoundCloud. I will never meet you in my whole life. There's been recordings on SoundCloud that, uh, that 100 and something people have listened to, or 30, or 40, or 70, and I'm never, ever going to meet you or know you. But what is God doing to get to you right now? You're going to keep running? Hear the word of the Lord. They shared the word of the Lord with him and with all who lived in his household. And all started with two guys who were serving God, worshiped God through the trial after serving God, doing what was right. It landed them in a jail cell, and they kept doing what was right, worshiping God, and then God continued to move. Man, as you move out in God and serve God, this is for somebody. I don't know who needs to hear this tonight. Some of you have become so despairing You've despaired so much in waiting for your prayers to be answered. And God says the time is now. You'll see it. You know who you are. I don't even know who I'm talking to. I know I'm talking to someone in here, though. Maybe on the live stream, too. God is about to answer your prayers. You say, man, all of them? I don't know, but I, hear, I can hear the voice of the Lord tonight. God is going to answer those pertinent, important prayers that are so dear to your heart. God is going to answer some of those prayers. You're going to see it. And when God answers your prayers, Jesus said, your joy will be full. It means you're going to be excited and go, praise God, I've been waiting for this. So you be sure and give God the glory and the credit. Go ahead and bow your head and close your eyes tonight. I think I had more fun than y'all did. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We worship you. If there's anyone at the sound of my voice who would say, Pastor Matt, if I died tonight or if I died this year, or this week, or if I had to cross over into the next life, into eternity, I don't know if I'd go to heaven or hell. Hmm. In that case, let's make sure you have peace, you are at peace with God. If there's someone who is not sure where they will spend eternity, would you raise your hand tonight? I'm going to pray with you. If there's anyone in this house, say, man, I don't know where I'd go. Raise your hand. I'm going to pray with you because God is with you. He wants to do something special in your lives. Anybody in this house? God bless you for your courage, man. God bless you for your courage. Let's pray together like the champions that you are. Everybody in this house, say this out loud. This is for those on the live stream and for everyone in here. Say, Heavenly Father, you have called me to be right with you. And that's what I want. Someone say, it is the desire of my heart to be right with my creator. Say, I believe Jesus died and rose again for me. Forgive me of my sins, Lord. I confess Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Father. I need your forgiveness. Now help me to forgive others and help me to put you first. I thank you, Lord.